Are you suffering from headaches, backaches, toothaches, restless leg syndrome, dry eyes, teary eyes, short temperature, high temperature, weight gain, weight loss, difficult family members, depression, anxiety, complacency, bad weather, or bad dreams? Or perhaps your wife is possessed by an ancient 3,000-year-old demon who seduces other men? Well, if you suffer from any of these ailments and issues, come see us at the Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas. We've got a cure for you in the preachings of our pastor who will help shepherd you away from demons. Donations accepted! But I, I realized that it was like a message like, you don't need to spend your money right now, Jen. Like you can't even afford like, you know, to buy a, a cup of ice and sunflower seeds at Spix. You can't use Yeah, what I'm the I'm pretty fuck? sure the ice should have been free, first of all. No, they charge you for the cup. I was wondering why it took you so long. Well, because I told you what happened with the with the You can't the even afford shop. you can't even afford ice. I can't afford ice. What happened was... Are we not paying her? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, so when I went to pick up my car on Monday, I, I had Shit. enough money to cover my car in my uh. checking account, but I wanted to use most of my checking, like most of that, but put like 150 on my credit card. So I gave him my credit card first and asked him to put 150 on, and he ran the whole thing on my credit card. So then immediately I was like, well, I don't want to like... What's it called? Well, when you like have a balance overdraft. Yeah. What's your credit card limit? Um, like thirty five hundred, but I was I had like five hundred dollars left on the credit card, so um, so I didn't want to like cap out or overdraft. So, um, so I made a payment of four hundred dollars that day immediately, and it didn't take out until the Friday when I bought the ice. So I had been spending my money. As if it had already gone out because I made the payment it took, uh. to go that day on Monday. And so I had been spending my money. I was like, oh, well, okay, the $500 came out already because I made the payment that day, scheduled it for that day. And then it just, it didn't. So that's why I couldn't afford ice. No, I get it. Ice has gone up in, <laughs> <laughs> lately. <laughs> Have you been watching the ice market? It is soaring right now. <laughs> All right. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. What was that rattling noise? It needs to be tightened. Yeah. This surprise shot is for Nicholas. Why do I have the big shot glass? Oh my gosh. We I knew you were going to complain. Every... I knew you were going to complain. Just give it to me. I'm going to get us a set of shot glasses that we'll just have to use every week <sighs> so that they're all the same. Well, why don't we take care of that since, you know... <laughs> You have to you have to pay for them. And stuff. Stop it! I shouldn't have said anything. You could you could provide the ice for the drinks. Oh wait, <laughs> maybe we should take care of that too. What? Don't be a D. <laughs> oh shit! I'm about to spill it. <laughs> yeah, don't spill it. It's dark. Oh. Cheers! Cheers, Nicholas. Nicholas Cage. You know I can uh, eat a page for hours. <sighs> oh, that looks like coffee. Oh, that was really good. You that know, did taste like a culotta. Culotta. That was Kahlua. Welcome to Talk Murder to Me podcast. Thank I, you. I put all my links, sources, photos, videos on talkmurder.com. This is episode 248, and it is a terrible one. <laughs> it's a terrible, Great. terrible Great. 
terrible episode. I'm terrible. assuming by terrible. terrible, you mean like super gruesome and depressing. Terrible case. Terrible. Terrible. But go to talkmer.com to see the photos. You definitely want to see the photos on this case. You definitely want to see what this lady looks like. And we're also putting this on YouTube. I'll put some YouTube clippets on there. Put some YouTube highlights on there. And if you're a Patreon member, then we are actually filming this live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch us film these episodes live. Live, live. <laughs> this weekend only. Oh, every weekend, but... <laughs> <laughs> The one after Jen's party is going to be most interesting. Oh yeah. So, so if you if you want to catch us next Sunday, we're going to film episodes live for you guys, and that's for our Supremo members. Be sure to go and check out them tiers on talkmurder.com/slash/join. So that's tiers as in level, not John's tiers as he yeah. cries himself to sleep. But uh, basically, Talko Supremos get the live streams, and they can talk to us. The next tier down, you can see the videos, the, the entire videos, the videos, the, the videos in their entirety. And for everyone else on YouTube and, and just fans of ours, thank you so much. You can see the highlights on YouTube when I when I post them on there and usually don't have a set schedule for that. This strange beast hard kombucha is what we're drinking today. Yes. It tastes good going down, but then there's like a weird aftertaste, and I think that's the kombucha flavor that is. It's like a, it's a vinegary type flavor. I don't, that's why I like it going down, it's smooth, and then it's like. All right, so let's I'll drink get it. started. I mean, um, I'll drink it. <laughs> I'm not going to like it, but I'll drink it. I mean, I'll like it when it goes down. I liked the other one more. Yeah, ah! the other flavor more. Ah! Oh, oh, she shit. reminds me of someone. She reminds me of the lady on... Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Rest, rest in peace, Robin Williams. Yeah. Yeah. She reminds me of the girl from Ghostbusters. No, Sigourney Weaver. That's her name. A little bit. Yeah. Really? I mean, like a... I mean, like her, a, her hair reminds me of that. Yeah, I, I can see. I can see that. A little bit. So... I mean, that's not a compliment to this. I could... I don't think you're describing a compliment to Sigourney Weaver. This is who you're looking at now, and I'll put this photo on talkmer.com. Episode 248 is Dina, D-E-N-A, like on Superstore. I had a dream about Superstore yesterday, actually. Really? Fuck yeah, now that I remember. Dina, D-E-N-A, Schlosser, S-C-H-L-O-S-S-E-R, if you want to describe her for us. Um, middle-aged female, uh, Caucasian, she's got like a brownish hair like golden brown hair no it looks or is it like reddish red. yeah, yeah reddish. reddish like sigourney weaver auburn i don't know a uh, strawberry blonde no no it's, it's like, like darker brown auburn i don't know what do you think happens to her i'm assuming she's the victim okay so this is dina schlauser or i might call him sluzer her sluzer because she's a sluzer that's mean <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by sluzer? <laughs> She's a schluzer. What does that mean? I don't know. You'll find out. We're starting this story tonight on the morning of November 22nd, 2004 in Plano, Texas. Oh. So this is Dina Schluzer. She is the mother of three, including a, a newborn 11-month-old baby. 
Is this re like that's a is that a recent picture in two thousand four of her? Uh, no, that looks a little earlier. Well, even then, she looks like she's a little old to have a baby. Well, she well she was she had a few miscarriages before, but oh. this is her third baby, and she's in this. I I don't know about this photo, but when she when we start the story on November twenty second, two thousand four, she is thirty six years old. So oh. She was what thirty five when she had the baby. She looks a lot yeah. older in yeah, that photo. She, she looks, and like that is her... not meant to be mean, but no. she looks like she's ten years. Well, older. she's got the makeup on and stuff. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I think she looks a lot older. You know, I would say she's at least forty five. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? And there's a uh, we we've covered this story. It's one of my favorite stories. It's one of my favorite murders. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I roll. it's one of my favorite stories it is and it reminds me of this a little bit from looking at her photo there of the betty gore case oh yeah and candy montgomery which is about to be a limited series on i believe oxygen or hmm. one of those crime crime on one of those crime channels and candy montgomery the one that kills betty gore with an axe if you guys don't remember that I think we titled it. That was it, early on, wasn't mm, it? I think we titled that Desperate Hacked Wives. You can oh, go check yes. that out. But she, the killer, is being played by the the girl from Mad Men and The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, oh. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, yeah. She's playing. No, Elizabeth Olsen. She's. No. One of the two. That, I don't think. I think you had it right the first time. That girl is playing Candy Montgomery. It's supposed oh, to be a fantastic. Okay. It looks great. Anything She's with a great her actress. She is. I um. I did not watch the latest season yet. Really, so. it's good. Um, I will have to say that I like when it comes out. Like I didn't even know that this was happening. Are, can we watch it when it comes out? Since we cover that story. No. Oh. <laughs> lying. <laughs> what the fuck? We already watched it. I don't know. I mean, are we've you, already covered the story. Are you old enough? What are you trying to say? <laughs> You, we're not allowed to watch true crime if we haven't covered the case. All right, the morning. So that would qualify. You're allowed to watch it, Jim. Okay, so I guess I'll have to download that app then. The Oxygen app. Don't do that. Okay. He knows you can't control yourself. I don't know if you have enough room on your phone with the TikTok on there and the billions of stupid ass videos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how do you even know that I've been watching TikTok, number one? It's not like I send you guys videos anymore because you told me not to, which is really sad because there are videos on there that I'm like, this would re- they would really appreciate It's this. nothing but a bunch of narcissistic Gen Zers. I don't know. Well, what what are we? We're, we're listening to our own selves we're talk right now. I know we're millennials, but. Yeah, but at least I can admit that I'm narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> on November 22nd, 2004, she's in her home, Plano, Texas. It's the morning time. She is sitting at the chair. In her lazy boy chair, she's reading the Bible, as she always does. However, she's been up for a few days, three or four days. Straight? Not straight, but she hasn't been sleeping for four days. She's got a baby. Well, she's got an 11-month-old baby. Okay, so she ain't sleeping well. Yeah, and she kept reading the Bible, and there was one verse specifically that got stuck in her head. And this verse is from Matthew chapter 5, verse 30, if you want to read this, Jen. A reading from the book of Matthew. If thy right hand offended thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that the one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. 
Matthew chapter 5, verse 30. If thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Sounds intense. That is the quote, Matthew 5, verse 30, that was stuck in her head for four days. Four days, this quote was stuck in her head. She could not get it out. She didn't know what it meant. Like, what does it mean? What does it mean? Interpret that for us, Jen. Well, I think that if... And also Van Gogh said this same thing right before he cut his ear off. Well, I think that if you did something wrong... Well, in this... If you want to take it literally, then it says to cut your right hand off. And and if, like, if you did something wrong, like, if, if your right hand did something wrong, cut it off. It's better that the hand is gone than your whole body be punished. So right now we're going to read a dialogue. Now, this is from the Dallas Observer, which, before I go on with the episode, a lot of my research comes from this one long read. It's like 12 pages. A reporter wrote about this case, and it's pretty much the best source to find any information from this case. So that is the credit to... The Dallas Observer, we're actually going to be reading from that article, and I'll obviously post those under the sources section at talkmer.com. Let me tell you before we read this what's going on. She is sitting at her chair. She's reading the Bible. She's been up for three or four days. That Bible verse is in her head. The phone has been ringing all morning. Her husband has been calling, and her best friend, the best friend is going to be who, Nicole, you're going to be reading okay. her dialogue. This friend's name is Caroline Thomas. And Jen, you're going to be reading her lines. Okay. Dina, Dina's Dina. lines. That's her name, Dina. Was there a reason why they were calling her off, off the hook? Like, were they worried about her or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were very worried about her. Okay. So she's becoming unhinged. Unhinged. Well, she has been unhinged for a while. Well, maybe that's why that she's been up for three or four days straight because she did something. She has been unhinged. So she finally picks up the phone and it's her friend, Carolyn. And Dina is extremely calm when she answers the phone. And this is the actual dialogue when they interviewed Carolyn that happened right here. Oh, hi. Dina answered. Her friend sounded calm, collected. Thomas heard gospel music tapes from their church playing in the background. What have you done to the baby? Caroline Thomas asked. I killed her. Thomas paused. What did you say? You killed her? What did you do? Dina was taking a long time to answer. I cut her arms off. What? I cut her arms off. Dina, back up. Where's the baby? Thomas demanded. In the crib. She's dead. I cut her arms off. All right. Well! <laughs> <clears throat> So what did the baby do to offend her that she should cut the arm of the baby off? This is the oh. baby. This is a really fucking fucked up case. This is a case that no one else has covered. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, I, I was wondering why at first. And then I was like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, this is a case depressing. that you don't even see news about today, Jesus. even though it's so fucked up. Because the new, even the newspapers, they, they, they stay away from it. They're like, no fucking way. So, what's going on right now? Dina 
has been listening to church music and her friend calls. She can hear it in the background and calm and collected. She says, I cut my baby's arms off. She's dead. She's in the crib. She says that to her friend, Caroline. So obviously Caroline calls the police. Now this is the baby right here. The baby is the victim. The baby is dead. 11th month old Margaret, everyone called her Maggie, Schluzer. Poor Maggie. She's so cute. <clears throat> Go back to Dina right quick. Take a look at her. Why do you think she would do this? And why do you think, what, what's wrong with this woman to do that? Um, maybe she was suffering from postpartum depression and she was having a, uh, like a psychotic episode or a depressive episode or, or s something happened. Maybe the baby yeah. was crying and, it, and she just couldn't take it anymore <clears throat> because of that. And she wasn't, you know, in her right mind state or a normal, normal mind state. Police arrive at the house and they find Dina. Dina answers the door. She's calm, you know, hey, you know, what, what's going on? You know, what's going on? What, why are you guys here? I mean, I, I enjoy your company, but why are you guys here? Uh, Ma'am, we've had a very disturbing call to come check on your baby. Dina allows them in. Yeah, come on in. Thank, thank God. Praise God. She keeps saying that. The police get there and Dina goes back and she just sits down at the computer table. And, and the whole time they notice she's humming along with this church hymn that's actually playing through the whole house. The police officer who walks into the baby's room, into the baby's crib, the crib, you can't even see the, the bedding of the crib. It's just, it's a, it's a pool, pool of blood. I mean, all the blood in this 11-month-old baby is out it's a baby. It's not a full-grown human. I mean, all the blood that it had produced is now out of its body. It is dead. So, obviously, for the officer in charge, I mean, this has got to be just the, the most harrowing scene he's ever seen in his life. I'd quit after that. Yeah, I probably would, too. I mean, I've seen some shit, too, but nothing to do with kids or babies. I'd probably vomit as soon as I saw that yeah. and then quit. And walk out. Yeah. Now I, the, get, I don't get paid enough for the shit. That's mm -hmm. probably what I would say. It's not just that her baby was bloodied and the crib was bloodied. He walked in there and the baby was armless. Both the arms were taken off the baby, like you would do a Barbie doll. Like by hand. No, by by a knife. Okay. By a nine inch ki kitchen knife. And the way that the officer found out it was a nine inch kitchen knife that Dina had sliced her baby's arms off with is because he saw that on Dina. He actually thought it was just resting there, but the knife was actually jammed into Dina, the mother, into her shoulder all the way down to the hilt. It was jammed in her own body. And remember, she answers the door calm like nothing's going on. She's still humming hymns. You know, the the officer sees this. I mean, nine inch. That is a freaking monster, man. Yeah, that's a big that's knife. That's a big knife. That's ones that you you know you would cut like a steak or something with, like bigger than that. Mm -hmm. I mean, think of a, the biggest kitchen knife you have in your kitchen right now. That's what she used. Yep. And that knife was protruding out of her shoulder. Jeez. 
So if wow. you want to, if you want to read this, Nicole. Dina went to a kitchen drawer, pulled out a nine inch knife and walked into the baby's room. While gospel music played, she cut off Maggie's arms. The infant flailed, suffering 50 cuts on her face. Then Dina stabbed the knife deep into her own left shoulder. Yeah, this one's fucked up, isn't it? Case is fucked. Yeah. So, what? I mean, I guess we'll find out later, but what was her original plan to say that someone attacked the baby and then her? Or she just... Doesn't seem to, like she or cared. She tried, or she tried to cut off her arm, like that Bible verse said, because she killed her baby. Well, I'll let you. I'll I'll tell you in a little bit, but she tells the judge that quote, "I had to do it." End quote. So I mean, she's not saying someone did that. I mean, who is going to break into your house and cut off your arms, babies, or cut off your baby's arms like that? Hopefully, not one. But that's you never what I'm saying. Know. Like she obviously did it, and she's got the knife sticking in her. She's obviously in a psychotic episode or something. Okay. If you want to read this, Nicole, this is from the officer, Officer Tilly. He was the responding officer, and unfortunately, he's the one that found it. Excuse me, he's talking about the baby here. She had an ashen gray look. There were no arms, and there was a lot of blood, Plano police officer Tilly said. So he noticed that Dina didn't look like she was all there. She was polite, but she looked extremely dazed and confused. Did she even realize what had happened in, in this conversation with the police officer? Or was she like, yeah, I killed him. Of course. I mean, like, she's got a nine-inch kitchen knife sticking out of her shoulder. I don't know how and much... And she's not displaying any pain either, which is really... She's she's humming a hymn. Right. But she's like, <laughs> you wouldn't know that, right? If you couldn't see the knife in her, you would never know because she's not displaying that she's in pain. No, she's not. She's... She was nice to the officers, offering them tea or whatever. I'm just painting the picture of her or trying to understand her state, which is like, calm, cool. She's answering the phone with the knife in her when her friend had called. When she was read her Miranda rights, she kept repeating a few phrases, quote, praise God and thank you, God, end quote. She kept repeating that over and over while she's being read her Miranda rights, which it seems like, what's the point of even reading her rights? She's not even in her right mind right now. <laughs> well, you just have to. Do I know, it. but it's like, and plus you just saw the most harrowing scene ever. I don't know. A few days before this happened, now this was November 22nd, 2004. A few days before, and this is a little teaser, I'm going to get to why this happened, but a few days before, her and her husband, John, were at an electronic store, like a Radio Shack. And he picked up Maggie and kind of wooed her, you know, kind of like flayed her arms a little bit. And he he said, quote, little arms, little arms, kind of like, you know, picking her up, little baby arms. And that was also stuck in her head, along with Matthew chapter 5, verse 30. Now, Let's move on past the murder because we had to get through that. I'm not going to revisit that, but only briefly. I'm not going to go through the autopsy and and all that stuff. I will say right quick, just to finish that up, because it's obviously pretty brutal. Oh, you already said that. She had 50 cuts to her face. Yes. Okay. I was just making sure. All right. So let's move on. So let's no longer talk about that because that, that is really terrible. It is terrible, especially like... I mean, I know we've talked about child murders before, but like especially and like a, a, an 11 month old has 
no understanding of what's happening. You think that your mother's going to come and console you and pick you up, and then all of a sudden this is happening. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. So Dina's background goes something like this. At the time of the murder, she was 36 years old. She was actually working at a daycare. Wow. She That's had frightening that she was around other children frequently. Yeah. She had a very unhappy childhood. Her mother divorced when she was five years old, and she developed hydrocephalus. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. What's the word uh, hydro mean? Water. She had water on the brain. Yeah, water on the... Yeah, tell us what that is. There's like a... I, there isn't there it's a, like extra fluid up in her head right isn't that what that means so she had hydrocephalus at age eight and it took her at least eight surgeries that i saw wow and she had implant shunts in her brain head and abdomen all before she was 13 years old wow so we're going over dina's background now and you can tell me you know why she did this and why she did this but she had the shunts inserted into her brain which means they had to shave her head which means She's ridiculed at school Aww. relentlessly because she's got a shaved head. Did they not give her like a wig or could she not because she had the thing sticking out of her head? I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> but she was I didn't see where she was bullied, but she was picked on and kind of ostracized, which is That's, terrible. That is sad. She fell close to her mother, extremely close. That was her confidant. And even right before the murder and and. You know, into her middle age, she was constantly getting the mother's advice. And I also need to uh, mention that the mother, I don't know if she's still alive, but around this time, she developed Parkinson's disease. So that was a stressor in her life as well. The mother, quote, fiercely loved her daughter. As far as her academics are concerned, Dina was a good student. She attended Morris College in New York, and that's where she met her future husband, and this is this asshole right here. The fucking spawn of Satan. This is John Schluzer right here. They met at Morris College. Dina graduated with a degree in psychology. John did not graduate at all. In fact, his family paid for his entire tuition. And when family and friends came to see his graduation, they found out that he hasn't been attending college for the last several years. He's just been keeping the family's paycheck. Oh, wow. Like a fucking idiot. Mm. He was going for, I mean, look at this asshole. I just want to punch that guy right in the fucking nose. (laughs) Shit. I mean, fuck this guy. You're about to see why, but I was going to say, we don't know anything other than he's <laughs> yeah. married to someone who murdered so, uh, her baby. So, oh, this guy's a f- fucking, this guy should be locked up. Anyway, is he not? Because that looks, looks like a like mugshot. Yeah. No, no. He, I mean, he's not locked up. Okay. Now, like I said, he went to college for computer science and he told his entire friends and family list to come down and, and see him. He was going to fake a graduation somehow. It's kind of like the Jennifer Pan story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of, yeah. And this is a quote from one of the family members, the, one of the family members who was paying for his tuition. Quote, we paid his tuition, but he never attended class and was dismissed for academic reasons. For John, appearances are more important than substance. It says here... That uh, he was, John Schluzer, declined an interview through his attorney, of course. He does get a job, though, but he gets a lot of jobs before he stops taking jobs. 
But he lies about his degree. He says he's a computer scientist, right? And he actually, once they gra- or once she graduates from New York Morris College, they actually they're living in Illinois. Then they move to Fort Worth, Texas. He actually gets a job in in, two, in the year two thousand, a job making one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. He's like the head of the IT department, which is good. Yeah, for someone who lies about his college education yeah but i mean how long does that last once you figure out hey this guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing let's check his credentials oh wait he just lied you know let's can him that's exactly what's been that's exactly what the family was going through Mm -hmm. yeah now did she did his wife realize that he had i mean good question yeah she has to well i mean mean, did he was, was he deceiving her as well no she ain't an idiot I mean, she maybe she is. Well, she, yeah, I, I believe she is, but she ain't. I mean, she ain't that blind. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. But like, I'm, I mean, I was wondering if like he told her that he graduated, like, or you know. Yeah, I think that's a good, good question for sure. They start having a family. They have two. Do- uh, they have two daughters. Now they have three in total, and then one the baby gets murdered. But they have two daughters before that. And at this point, finances are tight because they're living in Fort Worth, Texas. And Dina, even though she hasn't a job, even though she has a degree in psychology from a, a, you know, a good university, she quits her jobs repeatedly. For instance, she worked at Visa, but she quit because a customer was rude to her. I mean, if, do you ever quit BJ's because of that? <laughs> I mean, we all know that I'm still employed by BJ's, but there are times when... You just quit? I mean, you got two daughters and a husband there take care of. There are times when, sure, you may want yeah. to, and like I can say I've definitely had those days, too. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't do it if you got a family. Correct. She then gets a job at TD Ameritrade, but she quit because a client lied to her. TD Ameritrade is the investing kind right. of company. Yeah, yeah, like TD Bank. Yeah. She also worked at a nursing home, but she quit because she got offended. Oh, she sounds very sensitive. <laughs> very sensitive, yeah. All right. Now, so he- it sounds like she needs a job where she can't interact with people. Yeah, it's called a prison cell. Or, I mean, she could, you know, work on computers like her husband. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you, if you, you can't really, how are you going to get offended by, like, a computer? Like, if Siri talks back to you, like. Okay, so it's, tell me, why do you think she did this? Why do you think she murdered before I tell you the reason? It, you, it's, it's something unique. It's not because she, I mean, you, yeah, you, a mother might go through psychosis, but usually she's not going to cut the, off the baby's arms. Did he drug her? No, he wasn't even home. Well, you said that he was an evil human, so I'm trying to figure out how he's involved. Well, he is evil, but that doesn't mean he did anything. Well, I gave you my guess that he drugged his wife so that she would do things. He did convince her to get off her medications. That's one thing he did. Did did she get offended by the baby and then had, had her gospel... Like, did, did she feel like God get told her to, to kill her child, to sacrifice her child for him? Okay, so the motto with this family and with the friends they hang out with basically goes something like this. When life has you down, when life 
as you getting fired from your job when you have no money, when you have two babies to feed and you can't, when your husband is worthless and he's lying about his job and he's turning down good paying jobs because it doesn't suit him. He's too good for that. When all this stuff happens, you have to put your trust in God because the reason all this is happening is because you don't have any faith. That's what they believe. Okay. And a neighbor had introduced Dina to this guy. This guy right here. This guy's. this is a, uh, so we're going to kind of go through this guy's background. This is a trip right here. This guy's name is Dole Davidson. He is currently 89 years old, but he is way past his due date. And you'll see why. This guy needs to fucking die yesterday. Oh. <laughs> I, it, it's terrible. <laughs> you mean his expiration date? His due date, yeah. His he would be very overdue if he was in... This guy, this guy is the worst fucking human. <laughs> Worse than the husband? Yeah. Because you already gave that title to the husband. Okay. He runs a church. Uh-oh. <laughs> you like see a righteous, righteous gemstones type church. We need to watch that show. So yeah. do you remember the, uh, there was a church in New York that we did a story where. Yes. I can't remember anything about it, but. It kind of, remember also we did a story on this guy named Mike Ryan that had a yeah. cult. Yeah, oh my God, that was one of my favorite, <laughs> Farmageddon. This, yeah. this guy is sort of like I just that. remember being so drunk and talking about sheep and being like, ah, 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 I was going to say, like, when you said Farmageddon, I remembered that, but I don't remember anything about the story. We were all wasted. It was a good time. All right, so if you guys are on YouTube... So let me describe this guy for you. Go go ahead and try to describe. I know it's kind of a blurry he picture. He looks like an old man who Curmudgeon. wants to steal your money. <laughs> your soul. <laughs> Curmudgeon. He lo- yeah, he looks like um, Krampus. <laughs> and that, that Irish like, demon guy. He also kind of looks like Herbert the Pervert. <laughs> he does. Krampus is the, the demon Santa Claus. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little elf, right? So yes, like Christmas elf, but not like Mr. Hanky, the Christmas boy. Right. All right, this guy is a trip, man. You're going to love this guy. He runs this church right here called the Water oh. <laughs> Water of Life, which I put in my notes. This may not make any sense. I was trying to make sense of Water of Life. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yes, um, your body is 70-something percent water. Is that what he's going with? <laughs> I mean, it could be like, um, so the high like school that I went water? to was called Fontbonne, and it yes. meant good fountain. It was a Catholic school. Water of life. Like it could be, it could be a uh, tribute to. Um, I feel like all these baptism. Ma- uh, could be baptism. It could be. Um, or it could the be Lord, Lady, Our Lady of Lords. Oh yeah. the the stream. What is it? The healing waters in Lords France. It could I don't al- know. It could also be good marketing. A lot of these churches nowadays they'll use this. Wait, do they have their own branded <laughs> water bottles? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's he, like Evian for your soul. He's not that much of a hustler. I would though. <laughs> yeah, you get like the fanciest like glass bottles. Yeah, I would be literally like the Fiji of. But I would literally fill them up in the church water fountain because I mean it's coming from the church, God's house. You know, it doesn't have to be special. Just it's coming through the church. But it, that water is special. That's what I'm saying. And I would charge like seven Can bucks a bottle drink for that it. Water? Well, church salty? fountain water? No, no. no I'm talking about the water on. fountain of the church, like the bubbler. No, like the no, regular like water fountain. Where they, where you bless yourself. No, no, that is that's holy water, and that has chrism in it, so you cannot drink it because the chrism is the one of the oil, the baptismal oils. Chrism. 
Yes, it's I was what, like, "Isn't it salty?" I couldn't remember what they. Yeah, it has it has bapt- it has chrism in it. It's a has a holy oil. You mean, so oil. you can't drink it. You mean urine? No. Somebody. No, I, I remember oil. peeing in, in the um, when I got baptized. <laughs> I peed in the pool. Weren't you like ten <laughs> when you? <laughs> yeah, but I remember her. <laughs> but like, uh, but like, I feel like like Southern Baptists and and Catholic baptisms are different. Like, you're a baby, you're, like six months old yeah. when you're a Catholic. But when you like in Baptist church and I don't know Southern Baptist, like don't you get baptized when you are old enough to like accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Like don't you have to say that you do that? Yeah, it's like the equivalent of our communion in time. time or frame. kind of more like confirmation. I feel like I just did because I mean you can't be the only one in the family not baptized. <laughs> that that's not a good start. Well, you were so young, you didn't really have a choice. No, yeah, but you you either. I mean, my family, my family doesn't listen to this, but you either believe or you don't. And even back then, I was like, what are these people fucking talking about? <laughs> Holy shit. I'm sure you were. No. Yeah, there was no choice, like, it, which is fine. Like, there wasn't, not that I regret <sighs> my upbringing by any means, but, you know, and I still probably would have done it if it meant making my family happy. The Water of Life Church. With Dole Davison, Dole. D O L E? D O Y L E. Doyle? Doyle? Oh, Doyle. Uh, <laughs> oh, Doyle, Doyle rules. Doyle rules. Oh, Doyle rules. What was that, like Adam Sandler? It was Billy Madison. <laughs> the Water of Life Church. If you are experiencing misfortune, disease, job loss, bad weather, miscarriages which dana actually went through two or three postpartum depression or let's say you you know your car breaks and you need to get a new car that's only cause oddly specific (laughs) you know it's it reminds me some of the water of life in my gas tank yeah it it reminds me of so i've i narrate these christian audiobooks by this dude and a lot of this shit is point on point what i narrate in these fucking books right it's all about this but anyway if you have any of these misfortunes in your life now this is what doyle or doyle talks about still to this day if anything is going wrong in your life anything there's only one reason for it to be happening do you know what that is you need to donate more money to your church you're infested with demons (laughs) shit that's a terrible image (laughs) That's very frightening. It was a giffy, and they were like smiling. But oh I my god, that's terrible! <laughs> I couldn't get that it is to work. Creepy. <laughs> I don't like that at all. If you, you know what I don't like, especially is that I know it's supposed to be rock, but it, <laughs> it almost looks, looks like, like a brain. brain. It does look like a brain. Yes, yes, that's what. Oh shit! It yeah. might be a brain. You got a demon on your oh, brain. Oh maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe it is. I didn't notice that. I want to put the giffy up there. It's like they're smiling. No. And he's like moving his hand down closer to their. No. <laughs> Stop it. Just kidding. That's not it. Uh. All right. One of the members of this Water of Life Church says God helped him through tough times. His car broke down and he wanted a new car, but the exact car he wanted was a white Pontiac with red interior. And God actually showed him that car. Fucking crazy. It's On like this, it's like the secret, you know? That secret? Oh, well, that's all. <laughs> I haven't manifested for a new car yet. Actually, the day before it broke down, I was literally having a conversation in the car with my friend. And I was like, I need to get a new car. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day, 
died on Dorchester Road. But not but you cannot manifest anything. You cannot manifest good health. And this is literally word from word from those audiobooks on there, right? I'm telling you. I have to let you listen to it. You cannot manifest these things if you have a demon in you. And for a woman, there's one specific demon. If you're having ovulation problems, or if your husband's cheating on you, or you're not a, you're not good in the kitchen or in the bed, and your husband's getting it elsewhere, or you're having miscarriages, or you're depressed, or if you're just a woman, you know that. Go on. Yeah, I thought he was going to end it right there. I was like, he's wait like, a minute. Okay, he's still got wait more. Wait a minute. If you're just a hysterical woman, <laughs> it's because you have one specific demon in you. Who that? Jezebel. Jezebel's a female? I thought Jezebel was a male. Jezebel. Mm-hmm. And she's actually pretty hot. Jezebel. Well, that's how that's how you tell her into your soul, apparently. Not my soul, into your soul. She only gets into females. Oh, who you're looking at is Jezebel. She looks like um, the girl from Aladdin. Jasmine. 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 So she kind of, she's a seductress. Jezebel was the wife of King Ahab. She is wicked. She is seductive and she manipulates men. And the way she does that is she enters a woman's body. So let's say you're at, let's say you're at church and this is a real thing that happened at Water of Life. And the preacher's up there talking about. I'll, I'll show you what he's going to talk. I, I, there's videos. Oh of God! <laughs> I, I, there's no way I can preface what he talks about. <laughs> is this a, this isn't Pentecostal, is it? No, this okay. is the just, Water of Life Church. I think it's non-denominational. I didn't know if they were going with like a to- speaking in tongues type thing, being overtaken by spirits. Yeah, there are some tongue speakers in this church, but anyway. Okay. If. Let's say you're in church and you're 80 something years old, you know, and you're up there preaching the God's word and you're looking down about and you're looking at your congregation, which is nothing but demons. And a woman in church comes up to you and wants to bed you. Right then and there? It's it's because Wait, what? What kind of church is this? (laughs) It's because Jezebel had entered entered her body and that is Jezebel. Is that why they call that the bar in Handmaid's Tale Jezebel's, maybe? I think so. It's a very com there's like um a, a lingerie line named Jezebel. Oh, like there's, it's a, a, there's a news web underwear. A news website Jezebel too. Yeah. So Jezebel was the wife of Ahab, King Ahab King Ahab, the king of Israel. According to the book of the Kings of Hebrew, the Bible. Jezebel, along with her husband, King Ahab, instituted the worship of Baal and Azareth on a national scale. So I, I talked a lot about this Baal. Yeah, be worshiping. Yeah. So this is Jezebel. So this is Jezebel. What do you guys think? Now, this is a very we're off the murder. So I'm done with that. But I do want to kind of branch into Doyle and his life because his pretty interesting and this guy is one of the reasons you'll see why Dina went insane. Anyway, going back to the little arms again, this isn't going to go too gruesome, but this will explain why she did it, her motive. If you want to read this. I have a trivia question. Go ahead. Yes. In the song, That Thing by Lauren Hill. That 
thing, that thing. What does she say is the sin that did de- that did Jezebel in? I don't have I'm the like, answer. You don't have the answer. What the I, fuck? This <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I'm like singing the entire song in my head. No, no, because at that at one point she goes, and that's the sin that did Jezebel in. I don't know. We'll answer it next that episode. Thing, that thing. It's such a good song. It Lauren is. Hill's a great singer. She is. She was part of the refugees. Mm-hmm. The Fugees. The Fugees. Yes. The Fugees. Uh, little arms, little arms. Dina had to overcome the Jezebel spirit by making a new start. She was incomplete. Parts of herself and her daughter would combine to be whole. God would heal them. Doyle could marry Maggie then. Doyle, the 89-year-old guy. Wait, he's 89 today or then? No, he's 89 today, but this was... He was 70. He was 70. He was 70. She, Mag, or Maggie's the baby. Maggie's the baby. Like on Simpsons, Maggie the baby. Yeah, right, got it. She, Dina, the mother, thought that Doyle would marry Maggie. This is exactly what it says. Well, Herbert the Perfect is appropriate for him then as a descriptor. What? Because as you'll see, as we'll watch the church congregational videos because he was a tv evangelist and he still is uh-huh. even though no one fucking listens to <gasps> are him. are you kidding me like the 700 what do you club? mean he's like still on tv yeah what else is he gonna do for money be in fucking prison well he, he should didn't be in kill jail. the child he didn't kill the child he's clearly a perv but he didn't <laughs> put him <laughs> in prison it's not a crime to be a pervert i mean uh, just to act on it that's a crime, he, right? He's never there's he's never acted on it. We, not that there has not been evidence the, yeah. for. Apparently, but, I don't know. But as you, but as you'll see in the congregation, there's not many people attending. Okay, and you'll see why because he. Well, that's <laughs> good. I'm glad it's not a successful but, church. But both John and her and his wife, his property, Dina. Oh God. Yeah, nice correction. They attended this church, and they were well acquainted with Doyle. They were, you know, they they knew each other very well. Because, and the reason I say this, once the murder happens, it he Doyle acts like he doesn't care, and he says, I barely knew them anyway, which is total bullshit. Doyle actually told her also to get off her medication. If, if you want to read this, just start over if you don't mind. Little arms, little arms, Dina had to overcome the Jezebel spirit by making a new start. She was incomplete. Parts of herself and her daughter would combine to be whole. God would heal them. Doyle could marry Maggie then. The baby would be gone. The baby John hadn't wanted. And John would be happy again. So, ooh, so the husband didn't want this baby. What you just read was from the Dallas Observer, but this is from the Washington Post. Quote, she felt she was basically commanded, in essence, to cut Maggie's arms off and her own arms off, which that's where the knife comes into play, and her legs and her head. And in some ways and in some way, give them to God, end quote. Now, God. You know how they say God Jesus, the Holy Spirit as the the Holy Trinity. Mm -hmm. It's actually a square. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and then Doyle. Oh, okay. They're all one and the same. Doyle is a prophet sent to Plano, Texas. He, He is God. God is in him. He was sent to Plano, Texas to rid it of demons. 
This sounds like very similar to Joseph Smith and the Mormon church. This is still on his website. You could see all this wow. shit. He still has it on there that he's a prophet. In fact, his Twitter, that's only got 150 followers, says that he is a prophet. That's what it says. I'm a prophet. I I'm mean, a, I'm a prophet. Mine says that too, but I'm, you know, half joking. In 2004, Doyle announced that to the world that God has given him a wife, a new wife. I mean, he has a wife already, obviously, oh, okay. that he's been married to since he was in college. But let's not talk about her. Her name is Patty Tinkle. <laughs> <laughs> She's also fucking Can crazy. Call Luna that, please? <laughs> Tinkle. Tinkle. Tinkerbell, that's your nickname for it. That's going to stick. Yeah. In 2004, God has sent sentest thou a new wife. And he says this on live television, which we're about to see. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay this woman her name was lisa statton and her and her husband actually both worked in the church for doyle so he announces this the husband has no idea that he's sleeping with his wife and this has been going on for over 10 years but now god has finally said you are supposed to be my wife even though he's got a wife you know what I'm saying? But the wife he has, Patty Tinkle, is not his wife anymore because she has been infested with Jezebel and he has tried for years to get Jezebel out of her body, but he can't. So God, and then he starts losing control of his congregation, trying to save his wife from a demon. And then God's like, okay, just forget it. Let's back up. New game plan. Just take this wife and let's kind of, kind of just start over. So, he, I, I mean, here's my understanding. And tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Your understanding. <laughs> so he's saying that like his wife has a, has Jezebel in her and so he needs a new wife. But my theory, if you were going with this Jezebel theory, is that Jezebel entered the wife through his uh, unfaithfulness. Mm. How could she? I mean, like, if she's being faithful to him, then how can she just have Jezebel in her? It went something like this. Jezebel, I mean, Lisa Statton goes up to him after his service. And she says something to the effect of, I've only slept with one man in my life and that's my husband but i would love to sleep with you or something like that and then doyle goes home and prays about it and he actually has a bible verse that he quoted saying that says this right here means that i'm supposed to have sex with you all right i, I think about doyle th this is the thing i hate right besides all of it he <laughs> besides all of it he takes the bible literally Okay, and he says he's not sorry for that, and that's why, you know, if you have mental health disorders, no, you don't. You just have a demon, because the Bible, there's no, they didn't talk about psychosis in the Bible. They talked about demons in the Bible. So if you're taking the Bible at its face value, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so he's one of these guys that doesn't interpret it, which is bullshit, because Everyone interprets it unless you can read fucking ancient Hebrew Semitic text. You can't you fucking interpret it. Every translation is an interpretation. No one knows 
the Bible unless you can read it in its essence, a 2,000-year-old script in Hebrew. Correct. That is the Everything only way. Everything else is just a translation. That is the only way you're not going to interpret it. And that's interesting to me, too, because there's a movie that's coming out. I don't think it's been released yet. It's called 1946, and it actually talks about... Um, and I, I'm sorry, this isn't really technically related, but it is. Um, it, it talks about how the one script from Leviticus talks about um, the word homophobe or, or, or talks about gay people. And it's saying that they that it actually the ancient the way it was written was actually talking about a pedophile and people turn that to gay. And that's why the wow. reason that the gay, that gay marriage and, and homo uh, and homosexuality is treated the way that it is because of the. Because it was a yeah. mad translation. translation. The, the one book that I was reading said that if you're a homosexual, you have a demon in you. <laughs> I mean. And, so, and it's all from. <laughs> but someone didn't translate it right. And Could so be. that's what it's. And that's what that movie is saying. So I don't know oh, when wow. it comes out. No, I mean, I'm just fascinating. Looking, at it. Yeah. You know, it, it. the Bible may have said that you can't be gay. or I mean, who knows? No one knows unless you can read that shit. And, and you are. I mean, because exactly, even today. Yeah. The Hebrew, like today, if you read English from Shakespearean times, things are a little different. Yeah. So even if you can read ancient Hebrew from on today's perspective, it's going to be a little different. Yeah. But people, people, you have to Aramaic, I think was the original. But people Hmm. take it like, oh, I don't, I don't, I take it literally. I don't interpret it, but everyone interprets it. I was watching. Unless you read it as it is. I was watching. All right, let's, let's, let's watch this video. Dole Davidson is a drunk and his wife oh, is a slut. Wow, oh, that's harsh okay. language. His, his new wife. His new Le- wife? Yeah, Lisa. Well, no, they're not married. In fact, um, she refuses. Well, she's an idiot too, but she says that nothing ever happened. I don't know. And how old is Lisa? She's like 40. She had kids and everything. But she's significantly she younger of, than him. It, she was not um, an infant like Maggie. No, no. She is a, a grown woman. I'm just and making now, sure. Now, the, the, the belief that Maggie was Doyle's new, new wife, was that strictly Dina's or was that Doyle's as well? Uh, uh, that's actually a really good question. Yeah. So the, the reason we're talking about his new slut wife is because Dina... While this was all going on, this was the culmination effect. So Dina was talking to Lisa and Lisa was like, I'm having trouble with this. And and then Doyle was talking to him. You're my wife. And I'll, I'll show you the letters to, to Lisa that he has on his website talking about um, tell your husband if he touches your body and he's going to hell type of shit because I'm the only one that can touch your body. Anyway, this all culminated into the murder of Maggie. This was around the same time. So, here you go. He gave me a wife. Her name is Lisa. Are you ready for this? And Lisa's a slut. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's calling her a slut. (laughs) This is on live TV. (laughs) No one knew about Lisa before this. (laughs) Like, the two people in the audience are like, (laughs) My wife is a slut. (laughs) How would you like for God to give you a wife that's a slut? (laughs) Lisa is a slut. <laughs> what? And you want to know who told me she was a slut? Okay, I'm counting God three now. told me she was a slut. <laughs> How would you like to have a wife? Take her to your party, uh, your company party, with all your damn lying executives. 
uh, this is my wife, and she's a slut. <laughs> what the fuck? How is this video? Like, how have I never heard of this video? I mean, audio when was before? this taken? How would you like Because to he's have a like wife? barely oh, keeping his words together back then. <laughs> no, he's a fucking weirdo. He just rants. No, he just sounds like. Off. She's a slut. He said he sounds like a grandpa that is you know My not to is a slut. make fun of <laughs> make fun, but he sounds like he's kind of going through a little bit of dementia. He just yeah, sounds, he does. He just rants. He sounds off, but <laughs> but people love it. And you know who told me that she's a slut? God, check out this. This is a uh, he- heaven has a room for sex toys. <laughs> I suppose you ignorant people think. That God has a room in heaven full of sex toys. <laughs> God has a room in heaven full of sex toys. <laughs> Maybe he does. I don't know. All right, one more video of him just fucking berating the church. Oh my! I have to God. say, like, I I don't think I could ever go to this man's. Look, don't you mess with me, woman. Oh my God! He's about to just Why? fucking hit her. You tried. To squirm away from me. Oh, who knows? Oh, there was. Oh, come on! <laughs> I wasn't trying to rape you. Holy All shit. right. Holy fuck. Okay, so that's that fucking asshole right there. Well, okay, so she was. All right, so here's what happened. They, I feel bad for anyone that stumbled upon that church and then felt they had but to stay. Why would they ever stay to watch what he was saying? Why do people stay in cults, man? This is all it is: is a fucking cult. All right, here's some of the Lisa text. This is fucking entertaining right here. This He he has his on his website. His website. Today. This is on his website? What is this doing on his website? A letter to Lisa. All of his letters. There were like hundreds of these fucking things. Dear Lisa, as you well know, I have taught you in the world that the Jezebel is a spirit that originates in a woman and operates in men as well as women. I received this revelation from the activities of a Jezebel from the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He taught me from one Kings about Jezebel, Ahab's wife, about how she walked in witchcraft, how she controlled Ahab's activities, and how she accomplished things through witchcraft that Ahab could not. This should explain to you how much the Jezebel hates a prophet of God. Lisa, this should make you consider what spirit is in you and what made you do the things against me that you have. Now, Lisa is just as much uh, of an idiot. Like her response was like, oh, the devil speaking through his tongue. And then I was like, I lost all respect for you because she actually gets assaulted by him assaulted he okay com- he so, comes so to- he could be in prison so the the culmination of the murder he actually uses church funds well actually god had sent him the money and he buys okay. a home literally right next door to the statins right and one day he gets fucking drunk and he walks over there and he throws his body on lisa <gasps> and literally tries to rape her He's trying to rape her. And then the husband walks in the door, throws him off, and the police are called. And this is why I fucking don't like any of them. They dropped the charges, the fucking assault charges. The only thing he was charged with is public intoxication. The 80-fucking-year-old man, public intoxication, which he gets on live TV and says, the Plano 
Texas Police Department, you know, it's not their fault. The the demons came through them, and that is what these charges are about. These are fake charges from the devil. It's it's fucking crazy. So Dina was involved in all this shit, you know, at the time. But anyway, if you want to read this one, this one's Dear Lisa. You have been my wife from the foundation of the world. The Lord says that any man that hath touched you is a dead man. He'll also write the husband and who also worked in the church and threaten him. You better not touch my Lisa, my wife given to me by God. It's just fucking weird, man. Anyway, what what do you what do you guys think so far? I just feel like pastors can say anything that they want and get like, away with it yeah. yeah it's weird i mean i i and i don't i don't mean to say it's weird or or to offend anyone but i feel like it's different from uh, the perspective of like catholicism to like pastors that are more secular like yeah. i mean obviously i'm not trying to i am not trying to say you know Catholic priests don't do any wrong. I am not trying to say that. We all know. We know we what happened know. in the yeah. early two thousands. Um, I mean, in, 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 in early two thousands. You I mean, mean the last two thousand years? I mean, in, in some circumstances, <laughs> in some circumstances, it's it's still happening. There are still cases, and it's terrible that there are some priests that do that. But again, it's not all of them. Um, but there are some, and and it's terrible that, that those things have happened, um, or are happening. Um, but it's different, I feel, from like the secular world where, you know, pastors can marry and have wives and, and do things like that. And I, like to say that, OK, well, I have a wife, but God says that now this is my wife. I just I know that this is a different and not all other, you know, faiths do this and not every pastor does this. But I just feel like there's very it's just very different. You know, it's a very different. thing. Yeah. All right. What do you think? And we're wrapping this up, but what do you think happened to Lisa before I go on to some other things that happened before the murder? Did she, she was possessed by Jezebel? No, but as far as arrest and... Oh, um, I feel like she was probably given a lighter sentence than maybe deserved because of her postpartum depression. She wasn't taking her medicine because she was directed not to. The 11-month-old baby Maggie was born on January 9th, 2004. The next day, on January 10th, Dina, which you're seeing here, that's her. I know it didn't look like her. Different hairstyle, for sure. Maybe she had a perm in that other picture. The next day, after her baby was born... She still doesn't look 36, I was going to say, I'm feeling real good about being over 30 right now, looking at that. But Barely over 30. You're still <laughs> Yeah, 30. but she also... I'm 30 and a half. She also is infested with a demon. No wonder she looks I, older. I guess demon's age? I don't know. I mean, a demon's like thousands of years old. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The next day on January 10th, so her baby Maggie was born on January 9th. The next day, she takes a pair of scissors and slits her wrist. Dina slits her own wrist. Oh, my gosh. Not the baby's. Well, the baby didn't have any No, I know. A week week after... This is right after the baby's born. Yeah. So oh, oh, like oh, the oh. day after the her she gives yeah. birth to Maggie. Sorry, she sl- I missed slits that. her unrest. So oh, yeah. Gosh. Okay. So a week after she slit her wrist, and obviously she was fine. They just bandaged her up. One week after she starts running down the str- the street screaming. Her daughter chases her, her five year old daughter at the time chases her mother on her bicycle down the street. Now she's running 
speaking in tongues, yelling, a week after Maggie was born. Hello, CPS? Like, anyway, she's diagnosed as a psychotic. She is sent to Green Oaks Hospital. Now, the baby is... she has two other children. Yeah. Maggie is the youngest. Yeah, so the other girls are five years old. And they were fine. Like, there were no issues when they were born. All right, she goes to Green Oaks Hospital for two days. She's given Howdall and Ativan, which I was on Ativan. That shit's fucking crazy. Crazy good. Hit me up if you want some. She wasn't ready to be... No, I'm not. She wasn't ready to be released. She says, I'm not ready. I, I just, you know, I got postpartum depression. I'm just not ready to be released. I don't think I should be released. But John, her husband, quote, prayed about it, end quote. Oh, and well, that gives you all the answers. And then, quote, God brought you home, end quote. So she's released from the hospital. A few days later, she begs to go back to the hospital. I'm not right. Something's not right with me. There's a demon in me. There's something going on. I'm hearing voices. I'm hearing my my dead grandpa, my dead grandma's voice in my head. I want to go back to the hospital. The husband, John, quote, prayed about it, end quote. God brought you home. CPS interviewed the children. The mom's suicide attempt was a, quote, devil's trick. Dina was supposed to be taking her medications. And in March 2004, so the baby's born in, what, January? January 9th? March 2004, she leaves in the middle of the night. She is found in a bathroom of an emergency room, screaming in tongues on the bathroom floor. The doctor said it was psychosis. She was going through a psychotic episode. But John said it was just a demon. So he, quote, prayed about it, end quote. And then God brought you home. CPS closed their case for some reason. Ugh. After a water of life conviction, her friend Caroline, Carolyn Thomas, the one that you guys read the dialogue from, was riding with her and Dina's kids were in the back, the daughters. Dina was driving the car. On the interstate, she closes her eyes. She starts hissing like a snake. Like fucking snake. She's swerving on the interstate. I'm a snake. Then her friends like snap out of it. Snap the fuck out of it. She's also screaming and chanting, I'm stupid, I'm evil. Mm, That's sad. She killed her baby because she was 100% convinced that an evil spirit took over the body. The only way to get rid of it was to combine her baby's body's features, the extremities, with her own, and then be married off to Doyle. So she was... Attempting to cut off her own arms, and I believe she would have kept going eventually. I believe she would have killed herself because she was in that state, right? So that is the kind of the uh, psychosis uh, that she's dealing with. But she is off her medications because John, after he prayed about it, and Doyle, they prayed about it together. And they're like, well, I mean, there's nothing in the Bible that says anything about medications, you show me one thing that says anything about Ativan and Howdall, I'll show you a demon. Okay. They told her to get off of it. She did. She was convinced Maggie was supposed to marry Doyle. John didn't take it seriously. Later that day, according to a confidential CPS report obtained by the Morning News, 
John spanked Dina with a wooden spoon to curb her rebellion. Okay, so we're finishing now. What do you think happened to uh, the Dina? Tell us. Tell us. Okay. Uh, I think she is sent to an institute for the rest of her life. She's working at Walmart? Oh, yeah, you guessed it. Walmart. <laughs> I was going to ask you what it was. Walmart. This is in 2012. <laughs> she was actually fired from her job. In Walmart because Talk about having to deal with terrible customers. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no shit. I'm surprised she's still there. No, she's not. They fired her as soon as it, she. Oh, had, okay. She changed her name. Now she she gets arrested at first. She's put on suicide watch. She starts banging her head against the wall. She refused medication. The doctor said you have intense depression. You need to take these. And then she said there is no depression. Quote, there's only God, end quote. She starts hearing voices of her dead grandparents. She's saying that the end of days is coming. Now, she just severed off her baby's arm. She is saying nothing about that. Like, she doesn't even, isn't even aware. She is more concerned with the upcoming apocalypse that is happening outside of her prison walls. Like, it is fucking nuts, right? She is diagnosed with, quote, bipolar disorder and with psychotic features, psychotic features. She is initially first incompetent to stand trial, but she eventually did. However, they uh, did a, a bench jury. I think that's what they call it, where it's only the judge decides the case. Mm-hmm. CPS returns the children to John for some reason. Doyle pretends like he barely even knew them at all, which was a lie. He actually, perf- this is fucking, this is why I want to just cut his left nut off and sh- feed it in his Patty Tinkle's mouth. This That's fucking terrible. What did Patty Tinkle ever do to you? <laughs> this fucking shithead Doyle is the one who performed Maggie's funeral. Oh, uh. <laughs> that's probably the worst thing about this fucking case. I want to literally just—I mean, other than the fact that her mother sever murdered off her, fucking nose. That's pretty fucked. Yeah, that's really fucked. The trial actually at first they did go to a trial. But it was a hung jury. After the trial, a medical test found that there was an inoperable, inoperable brain tumor on Dina. Hmm. And she it's just a matter of time. I believe she's still alive. I couldn't find any information oh. on her state now. But another judge in a bench trial found her not guilty by reason of insanity. And the paper goes on. And this the, the report I was reading at the time was in 2006. When she was put in the mental home or not mental. Yeah. Mental institution. And it said that she will most likely spend her life there. And that's kind of where I was going to end it. But then I was like, well, let me just make sure she didn't get out. And then the latest news was a 2012. She's arrested, not arrested, but fired for working at Walmart. She was actually going by a different name. Uh, Same first name, Dina. And then Latiner, L-A-E-T-T-N-E-R is her new name. She was right before she was fired from Walmart committed, uh, recommitted again in 2010, but obviously they released her. And that is, that's the story. Wow. She's out and she's, uh, I mean, honestly, you know, it's one of those things where she wasn't in her right mind. It ain't her fault. I know it's fucked up to say, but a very fucked up case. I hated this freaking case. I don't know why I did it. Probably because no one else is going to do it. There's no new news about it. No newspaper will cover it. Literally, if 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 you type in any case, even a case that happened a hundred something years ago, 
Like you'll see some blogs or something writing about it, and well, especially with the new yeah. uptick in interest in true crime, there'll be like you go to the Google News, and there's something within the last year. This there's no news on it because no one wants to fucking touch it. It's just too fucked. It's too fucked. It's just way too it's, fucked. It is definitely bad. So, but that is the story of Dina Schlagner, and uh, that's it, man. That's fucked. Um. That is the fucking story. Well, thanks, John, for that story. You guys hated that shit. There were some interesting parts. I hated yeah. that a baby died, but... But anyway, that's uh, the story. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, go to talkmore.com. I'm putting all the photos, sources on there, and that's episode 248. We do episodes every Tuesdays and Thursdays. However, this week, it is only a Tuesday episode. We are actually uh, have a special project that we're doing that I'm going to be working on this week, but next week we'll be back to Tuesdays and Thursdays, so look forward to that. Also, if you want to support us, we do live videos every Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You can see us and talk to us on there, so go to talkmore.com slash join and become one of our supremos, and if not, you can also go to YouTube and follow us there and see some of the clippets and everything. So anyway, if that's all, my name is John. Until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.